Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Knight, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. It's me, Tanya Infinity. And it's me, Gertie. Gertie is a 186-year-old Galapagos tortoise. We're the oldest living land animal on the planet. And Gertie has a special time-traveling show. Together, we go back in time to meet all sorts of people from history. Who knows where we'll go today? Time-traveling Tanya and her best friend, Gertie. Learning all about the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? Could be anywhere or any day. History is right here with us with time traveling Tanya and Gertie. And let's leg up and turn and bend and twist and kick, ball change and glide to a whoa. <laughs> Whoops! I-, I meant to do that. Ta-da! Of course you did! Bravo! Bravo! Thank you! Thank you! I made it up all by myself. Hey, that gives me an idea. How would you like to meet a famous choreographer from history? Oh, no thank you. I'd rather meet someone who invents the movements for dances and tells the dancers how to perform them. <laughs> that is what a choreographer is. Oh! And I guess that's what I am, a choreographer. Yeah, let's go meet this dancer friend of yours. You got it. Hop on my shell. Wait, I can do better than a hop. After all, I am a choreographer. Oh, yes, of course. My bad. First, I'll spin, then two kicks, a lunge, and a graceful leap to land beautifully on my dear tortoise friend's shell. Oh, well, don't forget to buckle your seatbelt. And jazz hands. Wow, where, or should I say when, are we? Look at that huge crowd. I know my jazz hands were good, but I don't think they're applauding for me. (laughs) Not this time, at least. We're in New York City in the year 1960 at the performance of a famous dance show called Revelations. We just got here during the break, or intermission, so we might have a chance to talk to, oh, oh, there he is, Alvin! Alvin, over here! Gertie, you made it to my show. Wouldn't miss it. And I wouldn't want you to miss my friend, Tanya Infinity. Tanya, this is Alvin Ailey. He's a famous modern dancer and very respected choreographer. 
nice to meet you, Alvin. I'm a choreographer too, even though I didn't even know that word existed until just a little bit ago. I can tell you're a choreographer and dancer. Look how those feet are turned out and your toes are so pointed. Let me see you do a plie. That's where you do a deep bend with your knees and straighten back up. Sure. Wonderful. Great form. Thanks. Were you doing dance when you were my age? I first started dancing when I was 11, but it was nothing serious. Alvin was born in 1931 in a small town in Texas. My family was very poor. I grew up during the Great Depression. That was a time in history where many people were out of work, hungry, or without homes. Growing up in the South was tough, especially because I saw a lot of unfair and unequal treatment towards African Americans. So to feel better... I would go to church and sneak out at night and watch the adults dance. In 1941, Alvin's mom moved to Los Angeles to look for work. A year later, I joined her. And after junior high, I went to the Thomas Jefferson High School, which was a great experience for me. For the first time, Alvin was able to learn all sorts of art, like singing, writing poetry, and gymnastics. And it was the first time I ever saw black performers on stage. It was also during this time that I saw my first concert dance. We went to a ballet on a school trip, and boy, did it ignite a spark of joy in me. I had never seen such beautiful dancing. That's probably what Gertie thought when she saw me dancing earlier. Um, yeah, sure. That's exactly what I thought. When the dance bug bit me, my mother said, you go and do whatever you want to do. So I moved to New York. It was a catch-ass, catch-can dancer's life. Everybody that I could ever dreamed of was here in New York City. And when I got here, I immediately jumped into classes with all of them. Mostly they were traditional styles like tap dance. Ooh, that's the most fun dance because you get to make lots of noise. But none of those dances were right for me. They all felt too old fashioned. Then one day, a friend dragged me to a class at the Melrose Avenue studio run by a choreographer named Lester Horton. And that's where I began to study modern dance. Modern dance is a creative type of dance that uses abstract or more unusual movements to show ideas, feelings, and emotions. I like my dancers to use expressive hand movements and make angular lines with their bodies. I like to put the dancers in different levels and heights across the whole stage to create interesting shapes and an overall picture with their bodies, like rippling water, for example. The dancers can tell stories and paint a picture, not only as an individual, but as the whole group. Let's be honest, sometimes it looks a little strange and dramatic. Now we're talking, I was born strange and dramatic. Gertie, I think I found my people. All the dance styles that Alvin had studied, from ballet to Native American movement, were perfect to combine and make into modern dance. The best part of the Horton Studio was that it was one of the first where anyone, no matter the color of their skin, could dance together. What it came down to was that for Lester, his art was much more important than the color of the dancer's skin. But I still didn't get that serious about dance yet. I just didn't see any opportunities for a dancer like me. Thanks to Alvin Ailey, that was about to change. In 1953, he officially joined the company. Like a tall building that you go to every day wearing your business suit and carrying a briefcase? <laughs> no, not a company like a business. In this case, a company is a group of dancers who work together. They rehearse regularly and get paid to put on shows. Oh, 
Yeah, that sounds way better than going to a boring office building. As part of Horton's Dance Company, I took daily technique classes, studied art and music, and taught children's classes. I even created my first dance composition. Um, that's called being a choreographer? Right, of course. The first piece I choreographed was a blues version of the first ballet I had ever seen. Cool! You did it in your own style. Of course! The creative process is not controlled by a switch you simply turn on or off. It's with you all the time. I drew on inspiration from the churches I attended as a child and the music I heard at the local dance hall. Intermission's almost over. One minute, dancers. Thank you, one minute. We better let you get back to the second half of your show. Oh yeah, good idea. Break a leg, Mr. Ailey. Thanks. I hope he knows that means good luck in the theater and that I don't actually want him to break his leg. <laughs> I think he knows. <laughs> Is it crazy that I want to cry? Seriously, why am I crying? That's what a good dance performance can do. Move your emotions. It was so good and so beautiful. This show, Revelations, combines the blues, spiritual, and gospel songs. It draws on the memories Alvin had as a child. Maybe that's why there were church bells in the dance. That's exactly why. The memories that inspired Revelations are my blood memories. Because I feel them so deeply, they're just as much a part of me as the blood that runs through my veins. It'll become one of the most popular and most performed ballets in the world. And Alvin is only 29. Wow. All I can say is wow. Well, thank you, honey. Of course, his success didn't just happen on its own. Throughout the 1950s, Alvin kept studying dance and learning new techniques. It's important to continue learning and be inspired by other people so you can try new things and become a better artist yourself. Still, I couldn't find choreography that really fulfilled me, so I started gathering my own dancers to perform the vision of dance that I had. Back in 1953, when Lester Horton unexpectedly died, Alvin became the leader, or what's called the artistic director, of the dance company. But he didn't just dance and choreograph pieces, he also designed the backdrops, sets, and lighting for the stage. I totally noticed the lighting. It really set a mood. Under his direction, the company also performed on TV shows throughout New York, and they toured all over the country. I worked hard with the dancers to gain their trust and support because most of them had way more experience than I did. But other dancers, just like his teachers, could see that he had a special quality. That quality had to do with his courage to extend the motion beyond the specific line they were describing. He understood it and immediately created something of his own with it. Why would it take courage to dance? Did you have to do it in the scary dark or over a pit of snakes? <laughs> no, but you do have to be willing to try something different or even fail when you try. Yeah, something different, like deep bends, wide knees, and weird twists and poses like this. Ooh, nice modern dance. The other dancers and teachers saw how Elvin took the basics they explained and made it his own. Like that ballet you choreographed in a blues style. Exactly. So two years ago in 1958, I founded my own company, the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. That's who you saw tonight. It's my way of honoring black culture. It will immediately be popular and have people of all colors perform in it. I don't care if they are black or white or purple or green. I want to help show my people how beautiful they are. I want to hold up the mirror to my audience that says, 
this is the way people can be, this is how open people can be. Hey, what about holding up a mirror to tortoises, too? Yes, tortoises, too. My point is that I am trying to show the world that we are all human beings, or tortoises in Gertie's case, and that color is not important. What is important is the quality of our work. After this show, the U.S. State Department will sponsor a tour for his company. We'll go to the Far East, Southeast Asia, and Australia. Even the government sees how important his work is. And thanks to their world tour, modern dance will become popular. Isn't that cool? Uh, yeah. Didn't you see that amazing performance? Revelations is considered Alvin Ailey's masterpiece. That means a great artistic achievement. It's now recognized as one of the most popular and most performed ballets in the world. After this first big concert, I'll continue choreographing for dancers and partner with other dance companies for shows. And all along, I'll keep the focus on telling stories through dance. This is what will draw audiences in, not just in New York, but from all over the world. Next, in 1969, I'll found the Alvin Ailey American Dance Center, also called the Ailey School. Our aim is to provide access to the arts and dance for under-resourced communities. They'll start in Brooklyn with 125 students and will grow to be known all across the world. Wow, that really makes me want to work on my own choreography back in the now. We should probably head back. Besides, I bet you want to go to the after party to celebrate the big show. Very true. We throw some righteous parties. I don't have anyone from New York or around the world coming to see my dance, but I'm still inspired. Dance is for everybody. I believe that dance came from the people and that it should always be delivered back to the people. What about delivering it back to the tortoises? Good point. Dance should also be delivered to the tortoises, too. Okay, Tanya, hop on my shell and buckle my seatbelt. I know, I know. Nice pirouette spin. All right. Bye, Tanya. Bye, Gertie. Bye, Alvin Ailey. That's a little piece that I call the time traveler. It's my way of expressing my love of going back to the past. I love that you use your own life as inspiration. Um, us choreographers, we call that modern dance. Oh, of course, Miss Choreographer. During his long career, Alvin Ailey choreographed close to 80 ballets. As one dancer who worked with him said, I think he poured his heart and soul into dance. Whatever he couldn't express as a person, he was able to express in dance. Alvin Ailey was a gay man who combined theater, modern, ballet, and jazz dance and spread awareness of black life in America to the whole world. His work has been seen by over 25 million people at theaters in 48 states and 71 countries on six continents, as well as millions more through TV, film, and online. Ailey's work was so important, he was included in the Kennedy Center Honor Awards in 1988. In 2008, the United States designated the Alvin Ailey Dance Company as a vital American cultural ambassador to the world. And in 2014, after he posthumously, meaning after he died, received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the country's highest civilian honor. It was in recognition of his contributions and commitment to civil rights and dance in America. Go, kid, go.
you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.